Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. There's like weird producer arranged situation clearly done to make you upset. Was that difficult? (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelorette franchise where we lovingly snark on The Bachelorette season 11. Whether you love The Bachelorette or love to hate it, we'll decode what this reality show reveals about the world of dating. I'm Emma Gray, Senior Women's Editor. And I'm Claire Fallon, Culture Writer. Thanks for tuning in to our eighth episode recap, the one where Sean loses it and the sex talk gets dragged out yet another week. And we found out JJ is a cheater, shocking absolutely no one. And remembered he has a daughter, shocking absolutely everyone. Today we'll talk about the dullest two-on-one ever, the most dramatic twist ever, and Cupcake's sad goodbye. We'll also hear from The Bachelorette herself, Caitlin Bristow, later in the episode. And joining us today for our recap is Kate Dries, senior editor at Jezebel.com, who spearheads their incredible Bachelorette coverage. Thanks for joining us, Kate. Thank you for that warm welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We're glad to have you. (laughs) Uh, So let's dive into it. First, we we left off um, with Sean being a whiny baby and Aww. having a sad, sad conversation with Caitlin. We dive back into that at the beginning of this week's episode. Um, Sean's really sad because he didn't get the group date rose last week to, to just remind everyone. I, I don't know. I have a lot of sympathy for Sean. I feel like it's so clear they've got the chemistry. Why are all these other idiots around? I get she it. She has some chemistry with one other person. They could probably just get rid of like everyone else. Yeah, it could just be Nick and Sean facing off for I the last I really month. think that they should consider a more open sort of relationship because <laughs> I think that's what Caitlin really needs. Because Sean will be like, I question your intelligence and then she'll go like, Nick, boo-hoo, and then they'll they'll have a good dynamic between the three of them, I think. Yeah, except, except that, that Sean, Sean will explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sean, very openly. Sean who refers to Nick as that other guy and will not refer to him by his first name. Yeah, I appreciated that Tanner um, warmed up to Nick this week because he just loves a shit talker. Like, <laughs> so he, he will shit talk with any of the guys. And oh, so I yeah. think he was like, okay, like Sean is having a breakdown I need to find a new friend. That's going to be Nick. I, I like think Tanner was even like, why did I make it this yeah. far? I'm so confused. I've, uh, he was basically like popping the popcorn. He was like, I can't wait to see what happens like between <laughs> these guys. And I was like, aren't you supposed to like be at least pretending that you're spending time with Caitlin? But he was like, I think just out of things to say about Nick. He was like, the Nick thing happened. I revealed all my tabloid knowledge. And um, who can who else can I talk shit about? And who can I do that to? So he's a pretty equal opportunity sort of bro. Yeah, I, I did appreciate that Caitlin and kind of like recapping her decision to you know have sex with Nick kind of stuck to it. Mm-hmm. Like she she expressed that she felt guilt, um, but it was more about the way that that might 
impact her other relationships. Like, I think she's a genuinely empathetic person. And she made it very clear, like, I'm not going to be ashamed for, like, having sex with someone, which is refreshing and almost shocking. Yeah. Well, I think, like, what we're seeing at this point in the season is that she her whole strategy has definitely been like I'm going to pretend that I'm dating all these guys separately like in silos basically which you know hypothetically is a great idea but then in actuality it's like this is always the point in the season I think when things start to get kind of like intense because all the idiots that no one actually cared about are like finally gone she's like narrowing it down to these people and she's kind of realizing that like as much as they you know, like we found out this episode that they're like switching up the order of things and like <laughs> letting people have intimate time earlier and like all this that stuff. That was weird. That just uh, seemed like they were like, we need to even things out because yeah, the other they, guys are going to get jealous. Right, like, have even, sex with all of them. Yeah. Like that, that's what you have to do. You like, owe it to them. Make this right. The use of that language, I think he literally said everyone's on an even playing field was like, yeah. Fascinating to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so we're not even really using euphemisms right now. Like, we all know what that means. I just, like, I've never seen someone, like, with, like, six guys still there ask the Bachelorette straight up, like, do you love me? Yeah. Like, she can't yeah. say that. I know. Right, like, when have she you said, watched this show, mm-hmm. Sean? Like, let's explain <laughs> to you that this is one woman dating 25 yeah. men, and, like, she is contractually obligated to yeah. play out that Play it a little smart. Just be like, are you crazy about me? Because I know they can say that. That's like the gen, that like they'll go, go to all four hometowns and be like, I'm crazy about your daughter. Yeah. I'm crazy about her. And like, I'm those three other girls for you. too. And then just like wink once if you really mean love. Right. <laughs> um, but after we get a little bit of sad Sean time we go into the two on one which like normally is this really dramatic fraught, dramatic yeah. date but this was just like two dudes that we both know aren't gonna win like kind of chilling with Caitlin yeah I mean like think back to last season of The Bachelor when it's um like crazy Ashley and um crazy what's her face oh the one with the oh Kelsey the, Kelsey, Kelsey the yeah husband. and <laughs> it's just like one of my favorite visuals ever so they just uh, Chris just flies off in a helicopter and leaves them alone in separate sides <laughs> yeah, of this that, canyon. The fact that they were like separated was the dust. best part. Yeah. It was so, yeah, that was like genuinely dramatic and also like a little bit of comedic value in like a yeah. sad way. Like we've had no comedic breaks in right. like the last couple episodes. Like there's no one left. Like Joe is like the most lighthearted personality <laughs> still on the show, and he just like doesn't know what the theater is. Which is weird because because <laughs> Caitlin is like such a jokester, like such a funny person. Like that's why like the dreaded Ian left because he thought she was not serious enough about the whole thing. But like yet she's stuck with these dudes who like right now are just like, oh my god, I just love you so much. Like, <laughs> I know. I feel like she likes. Like, think of Chris Sewell's. I never understood why she was into him. He's, like, the most boring person like talk I ever. Rock. She, yeah. she likes to be, like, the person who has an audience. Like, oh, she's, true, like, the yeah. Kind she's of a girl performer. Who, like, a lot of guys will do this. They'll be like, I want a girl with a sense of humor. And what they mean is she'll laugh at my jokes. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is the same way with guys. She wants to be the personality. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. I mean, at least based on the guys that she has kept. Like, they just have to be, like... Oh, I'm handsome and I laugh. I mean, it's really astounding to me that JJ lasted as long as he did after that whole like kerfuffle with like his bromance with um, Clint, Clint, which is just like, (laughs) like, I mean, I know she doesn't see what we see, blah, 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 blah. But like, what a 
garbage human he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really funny when, like, he revealed to her on the two-on-one. He's like, I want to be totally on. What He said something insane, too. He's like, I want to build my foundation on rock, not on sand. I'm yeah. going to humble <laughs> myself completely. And he was like, I cheated on my wife and, like, broke up my budding young family. And it's like, so the guy who just, like, totally betrayed his best friend in the house mm-hmm. in order to, like, stay on a reality show a little bit longer cheated on his wife? Like, I can't even – my mind is just totally blown. But he's clearly grown a lot from the experience. Well, so. her response to that was so great, too, because you could just see how much she didn't care because she didn't care about him. Like, <laughs> right. She's like, like this would that's, matter yeah, if I like She's you. like, that's actually my worst fear in a relationship. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he when Joe was like, I'm falling in love with you. I was like, this is bullshit. No, yeah. you're not. You're you think that that's what you have to say. I feel bad for Joe. I'm mean, he's so dumb looking. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like someone like hit him on the head with a rock and he's just kind of like walking around <laughs> unsure of what's going on. But he is like a very nice sweet guy. It's not his fault he has like nice. a crow magnet head. <laughs> <laughs> I have my questions about Joe ever since they like sat in the back of the theater at the Disney uh, and, like, Aladdin date and we're just like, this is stupid and singing is stupid and I, what's even a show? Like, I don't even know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, we don't have theaters in I Kentucky. I find you questionable, but he hasn't done anything terrible since then. Yeah, but I mean, they're just not like what in yeah, what world not combative. Yeah. The, the fact that okay so then we we did eventually get a rose ceremony and we said goodbye to tanner and ben z and just like the fact that we live in a world where <laughs> joe could make it farther <laughs> than ben z i was okay. like what is happening so ben z is also very boring i'm sorry can we They're just all talk boring. about like three episodes ago four episodes ago and ben z talks about how uh, the day his mother died and how she literally this is just forever going to be my memory of Benzie how she um, let basically let everyone else be with her while she died and like sent him out to walk the dog and when he came back she had died and like this is the story he tells Caitlin and Caitlin's like uh-huh. Like, what am yeah. I supposed to do with this dude? I didn't even know how to interpret that story. It was like, did she have me walk the dog and then she died? Or is it like, my mother wouldn't let me be there? Right, like, I right. Clearly there's like some unresolved issue. But yeah. And like, Benzie's plot line this season has basically just been like, I have a dead mom. It's like I mean, what else do you connection. need, right? You have that. And like, that, that can well, be I a personality. I think they were like, he's just, there's not a lot. Right, More. going on. He's like not, yeah, a he's nice looking person. He's, and he's very nice. Mm-hmm. He's very nice. I think handsome is definitely the first he's word handsome. she's used to describe him. Yeah. Like manly. Every... She's very focused on the fact he's manly. <laughs> like he honest. has muscles, he's manly. I forgot that he was the guy with the dead mom this episode because that is how uninteresting I found him. <laughs> like, I just, that scene of him telling her that, I just will forever be like emblazoned on my mind because her reaction was just so much more polite than mine would have been. Well, I just always remember, so then awkward. Then she made him like give when, a eulogy at her wake mm-hmm. and I was like, She's like I that must have been her. really like, hard uh, for you. Yeah, this like weird death in your life. producer arranged situation clearly done to make you upset. Was that right. difficult? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that into any of them. 
I mean, I'm very team Sean, but you know, I, I'm team Nick. But oh my yeah. goodness, what I are like we gonna feel do with you? Fine about both of them. <laughs> do you not recall Nick's last appearance I do, on the show? And I thought that Clara's he was a big Nick. I have a whole. Okay, I, I think that he was. I've missed that somehow. <laughs> I think that he was villainized unfairly. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we don't have to argue about it if you don't want to. <laughs> Nick is a controversial figure, to say the least. Although this episode, he was kind of just like walking around most of the time, being like, "Did I, did I, did his, I do something?" His smug face, though. Oh my! Like, when he I, smiles smugly, it's like I just want to slap like, him. I just don't get it. Like his face, like isn't enough of a reason to me to like <laughs> act like he's a terrible person. And all he like has I feel been like that's doing why people hate Jared too, though. Like, They're like his face. Well, but I yeah, well I don't hate. Oh, Jared I mean, anymore. I have like a laundry list of reasons. I think Nick is like a deeply ungenuine person but like Like it's mostly based off of Andy's season and him just like acting like he didn't know he's just like a baby like his whole freak out I mean I'm sorry your team Sean and you think that (laughs) Nick was being a baby after getting dumped like as he was about to propose to her but it was so clear that she was gonna pick I don't think it was clear at all especially because I think that the way she acted with him was Mm -hmm. very much like we have something really special that no one else has ever had with me. Yeah. And so I think it's natural, and it happens a lot, for the runner-up to be totally blindsided. Yeah. I'm not saying he handled it the best possible way. Oh, my God. No, but no like, not. That is, that is something that I would have... I would say to a guy who dumped me unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I, there and so was something to that. the kind of flipped gender dynamics in that oh, situation. Sure. Like but he, I think him, I think he was he did express some genuine Like emotion. she was just looking at him like he was like a bug on her arm. Yeah. And the last time he'd seen her, she basically was like I love you, basically. I just right up think, until she dumped him and then suddenly she's like, Ugh, I like, think it's who pretty clear he's like I whatever. Clearly he's attracted to Caitlyn. I don't think he could fake that entirely, but I think it's like pretty clear he's on the show for attention. Absolutely. Like his antics between seasons and like his like butting up to the other cast members and like his social media they presence. All do that, though. No, but like they he do. does it in this totally like You just all don't like his... him, so everything is read through that lens. <laughs> I think the jury the jury is still out on Nick. I am like curious to see how his storyline plays out. I think mm-hmm, for me, me that's the test because I feel kind of fine about him and about Sean, but like the way that they handle themselves through the rest of the season. Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of that they're gonna be the top two and whoever mm-hmm. ends up yeah, winning, early. like you'll you'll see kind of how how they handle the exit is mm-hmm. kind of the test. I just like I, I wanna like Sean and I did for at first I just feel like acting controlling this soon in the relationship, like, it kind of freaks me out. Like, See, I don't really think he's being controlling. I think he's in, being insecure. Um, like, it doesn't seem like he's, like, telling her to not do anything. I think those things can go together. Sure, but, like, for some reason, I'm just, like, not picking up on that vibe from him. I think he's just, like, really I think like, when he really tells her what to tell it. him, that, even knowing that she can't, that seems like, mm, yeah. I, don't, I don't like that at all. Hmm. And I wish that he would just, like, cool it. I feel like there was a moment this episode where Caitlyn kind of regained a little bit of power in the dynamic yeah. and so I started to sympathize with it a little bit more like I think they were they were having a conversation and she kind of pushes back and is like hey this is how this works so yeah. like if you want to stay and if you want to make this work like you need to recognize that like there's other relationships there's other dates there's, and, I, and I appreciated her kind of pushing back on him because I think there were a lot of instances like she has a conversation with Ben H where he kind of ends up lecturing her and I'm feeling like this season is like this weird weird. series of 
lectures from mm-hmm. like various men to this woman who's like constantly like I'm so sorry for making you feel bad when like the whole thing is she is the one who's supposed to be doing the picking they agreed to you mm-hmm. know go on a show where they are on like kind of a lower yeah. rung than the lead and like it's not about whether they're wasting their time going on the show yeah. it's about her being able to kind of figure out which relationship is best for her, presumably. So, I, I don't know. I was, like, I a little relieved <laughs> that she kind of pushed back and was, like, I yeah. feel like, I'm, this is just sort of a weird theory I have, but I feel like part of the reason the dynamic is a little weird this season is because of how they started it off with yeah. the choosing. And so I think it kind of empowered them all to feel like they had more say in what was happening than they really do. I don't want to see yeah. the men have more say. Yeah, I'm like, know. come on. That's, but like, the whole beauty. because they cast for two women, none of them are that well suited for Caitlyn in particular mm-hmm. like they're very much just like here are a bunch of nice guys I bet either Brit or Caitlyn will like that yeah, yeah. I mean, but I it doesn't really work like even that even though it was pretty clear all along that like Caitlyn was always going to be the bachelorette like the producers like did it for ratings I think it's like pretty obvious that they were never really going to have Brit be the bachelorette um, no. like if the guys had voted <laughs> for Brit they would have been like some extra ballots for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like that being said, I think it really did like kind of mess with the energy because we spent the first three episodes dealing with guys who like were there for Brit and like didn't really want to be there for Caitlyn and like it just like kind of messed with everybody's head. Yeah, you're a like get bit, it through your heads, dudes. Like you're not in the power position. You yeah. came here to like be judged by this woman. <laughs> like just sign up. That's why we watch reality TV. We want to see something that kind of lets us escape and is yeah. structured and like this one this season is just like she's just so like grateful that. whenever any of them like her and it's like that's why they're there like they must like you that's that's the, the gig except that they don't they don't and that's the thing like there's a I think they're especially at the beginning were just a lot of dudes that were not that into her mm-hmm. so they were like well like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave or like I'm just gonna like chill with my bro mm-hmm. and like get all this free booze in the house yeah normally it's just like one person a season or two is like you know this isn't working I'm gonna go but there were definitely like way more than average um contestants who clearly were for a variety of reasons not here for the right reasons (laughs) the wrong reason is Brit I guess that they were there for and fame um (laughs) if you want to bring coziness into your life uh and I mean who doesn't (laughs) Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux Home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash love to see it. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer Talon has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan, and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quinn's cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quinn's only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for 3 weeks and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. <laughs> yeah, Ben H.'s little speech to Caitlin started out fine. Like, he was just like, I felt bad that you had, like, this special time with Sean and, like, I felt like I wasn't getting any attention. And then she was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, I wanted you to apologize. And you oh, did. Oh, yeah. That was, was like, so She so did weird. already. You don't have to tell her that you needed her to do that. Like, just take it. <laughs> like, I back mean, off. I do think, though, that, like, there's this weird combination of these guys, um, you know, I, I think it's fair that a lot of them, like, watch the show and still do not know how hard it is going to be if they, like, genuinely like her. And so it's, like, that combined with the fact that they get on the show and, like, all the rules are changing. So, like, they're used to this, like, structure from the seasons they've seen. And, like, now all of a sudden it's, like, oh, like, Caitlyn's having one-on-one time that they don't know about. And, like, the cameras aren't there. And, like, their brains are just, like – like, you can see – who was it? Jared – when uh, Chris Harrison comes in and like talks to them about how they're going to switch the fantasy and the meeting the parents and Jared goes, okay, so um, who's going to meet the parents when? Like, it's so clear that he has this like very strict idea of what's supposed to happen, which is only can come from being like a longtime viewer of the show. And honestly, yeah. I feel like that's fair. Like you are stripped of everything when you go into mm-hmm. a show like this. Like you have no outlet for information other than the producers and Chris Harrison and right. Caitlin. Like you have no access to the outside world. You have no reading material. You yeah. can't watch a movie. Like all they have is time to sit and, and think. think about their emotions and obsess over Caitlyn and like shit talk each other and drink. <laughs> also, I think we need to talk need about structure. Chris Harrison's little speech. speech. And just he's been so absent this entire season that he just drops in with this bomb. Yeah. I and normally I I love Chris Harrison. Oh yeah, I would love yeah. more Chris. Yeah, but then when he comes in this season, it's like 
to sit Caitlin down and be basically like, do you feel guilty about what you've done? Good. So here's your punishment. We're changing the whole format of the show because you don't deserve to meet their families. And I was like, oh my god! Like, yeah, I was like, I'd I probably really want to like it. I think sleep his, with a guy before I like got like interrogated. I by think his, his tone was definitely really. He's weird. always trying to like strike this balance between like seeming like he's their friend, but also like a stern father figure. Yes. I think that's like a thing he really goes after in his energy, like this guru of the show. But um, honestly. The fact that they have not reversed them for such a long time, I think, is probably just like the fact that the show used to be more puritanical and now is yeah. kind of like catching up to like modern times or whatever. Because I, when he said yeah. it, I was like, yeah, that's so weird that you'd meet their families and like not have ever been alone with them without cameras <laughs> in your life. That's insane. And it's like it once is. they mentioned it, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah honestly, okay. I'll feel better about the whole thing if they like continue that moving forward like I want to see them just as a rule you know swap the two with Caitlyn it's like you know Chris knows that Caitlyn is trying to find someone is it going to end in a proposal maybe not but like Chris is like okay you're kind of like you're holding up some idea of the brand I think this is like the thing that you're touching on that's really important is that Caitlyn is going off script and that is, like, the moral problem in the universe mm-hmm. is that, like, when she, like, has sex with someone after a one-on-one without, like, you know, clearing it with ABC, she needs to be, like, morally guilted for that. She needs to, like, come back into line. And she's, like, very susceptible to that. So she's, like, Juan Pablo was not at all. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you couldn't have guilted him yeah. if you tried. But she'll, like, she'll be, like, uh, I'm sorry, like, I feel so terrible that I've ruined things. And that's that's really what it's about. It's not like that he doesn't think she should have sex. It's that he doesn't think that she should change the rules. Like, if she came to him and she was like, I want to do this tonight instead of that, then he'd be like, there are no rules here. You're finding love. Right. If she, but like, she does it without it with asking him. him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Because yeah. he is, at the end of the day, a defender of the brand. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is his role. Well, And, and they, it's a wonderful, wonderful brand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they just yeah. have to work this, like, very hard balance between... Um, you know, if the show they don't ever want the show to be a complete joke because then people wouldn't watch if there was no emotional investment. I right. mean, like, yeah, Bachelor in Paradise is like fun, but it like does not have the same fan base. Yeah. No, it's not an institution, the right? Way. But I'm it's like, like you also Temptation need Island. right. You also need like some drama to keep it going, and so they're, I just feel like they're constantly like you just watch the sh- the producers kind of like waffle back and forth between which how is to what makes it balance. so fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think for people like us who like to sit and watch and kind of analyze it and yeah. like and inevitably we're buying into it a little bit because sure. we also wouldn't sit and dedicate like an ungodly amount of hours so if we time. weren't like at least a little bit taken in by some of the emotion behind it. Yeah, but it is a very interesting balance to strike. Oh, yeah, speaking of emotion. Cupcake. Yeah. Oh. That nickname. <laughs> I know. He really screwed himself when he I came in in a weird like it cupcake suits car. Him so well. Every time he's I'd got, see it so on adorable. like Chris, you know, quotes Quote cupcake on screen, I just was like, okay, so uh, anything he's saying right now, I cannot take seriously. <laughs> he is like the sort of person I just want to like pinch his cheek and be like, oh, cupcake, you know. He just loves musicals. Like, I just really am <laughs> <laughs> very into him. He's like very oh, sweet. It was so hard to watch him. Like gets like immediately in the group to almost day. like walk off the cliff. Like what? That was like some careful editing. Yeah, that was but like still. A, yeah. definitely a bad place to 
dumps and like when the, the producer takes like one step forward and he's like don't worry don't worry and like, you're like I'm fine. I'm oh fine. my I'm god gonna, i'm not gonna kill myself right now i mean they're not actually worried they wouldn't yeah. have shot you on this cliff yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was really hard um but jared i forgot about jared oh yeah jared had a, a brief one-on-one road trip i can honestly with- please tell me what happened because i just tuned out it was so boring they, they were on a road trip. I think they the, kissed the Blarney Stone. They kissed the Blarney oh, Stone. Oh yeah, did not. Okay, so I think the appeal of Jared to Caitlin is that like he is so out of the drama. She was miserable pretty much the entire episode, mm-hmm. except when she was on this road trip date with Jared. It's like he's the kind only of time. Clueless. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. He's just kind of along for the ride. He's also like the only one who has managed to not be totally shitty about Nick. She, he's never really guilted her. Yeah. And so I think she was like, I just need a fucking break. Jared, come like <laughs> yeah. drive in this car with me and we'll just like yeah. laugh well, a little bit. He's smart in that you have to strike this balance between um, talking about the house a little bit so she thinks you're invested. But if you talk about the other dudes too much, all, those people always leave. Like Joshua, she was like, I'm not sending you home. Because you lied about the other man. But, like, <laughs> but it's like but so clear that she sent him home yeah. because he was I just like wrapped up that in that haircut. drama. Is there anything like final final words, predictions? Oh, I just think next week's episode is going to be really good. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> good or like really depressing or both. Yeah. This season yeah. has been a little bit of both, I think. Uh, well, Kate, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really enjoyed having you. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. I could talk about this. Uh, please come back anytime. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, we, have a, we have a few more yeah. weeks. This is a small like fraction of how much we this. talk about The Bachelorette. <laughs> so last Wednesday, Claire and I actually got the chance to meet The Bachelorette, Caitlin, in person, in very the flesh. Very briefly. Very, very briefly. Yeah, she was in our office for... AOL's Build series. Um, the Huffington Post is owned by AOL, for those of you who find that confusing. <laughs> so, yeah, she was she was in our office um, being interviewed by TV Guide's Robin Ross. And we got a chance to ask her a question and, and take a photo with her. So it was very thrilling. Yeah. She was adorable. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. I'm Emma, and this is Claire. We host the HuffPost podcast about The Bachelorette. Okay, hi. We're all here to make friends, and we just had a question for you. Yeah, so we've noticed that there's been um, a lot of judgment applied to the way that you've uh, pursued your relationships with the guys this season. Do you feel like there's been a double standard in how you've been treated compared to bachelors in the past? And has that made you into maybe more of a feminist or affected your attitude toward that at all? I do think I do think it's a little bit of a double standard, yeah. I'm, I don't know, I feel like people... Um, always appreciated my character and who I am on Chris's season like and that was who I am and now I feel like it's being used against me um so I do feel like on other seasons and things that have happened like it wasn't didn't something happen in the ocean with like Ben and Courtney or something and people were like whatever (laughs) now I'm like willing to like stand up for and you know what I'm yeah I do think it's a double standard yes and maybe I am a little bit more of a feminist now Mm-hmm. Hashtag girl power. <laughs> Thank you. So here are a few highlights from Caitlin's interview at Build that we wanted to share with you. You've been very open about living in the moment and, um, you know, you weren't miked at, at some point. Does that kind of go out of your head when you're 
so deep into that moment that you do actually forget that this is totally a moment that's going to be on TV. Yes, <laughs> I do forget. Um, sometimes that works to my advantage that I'm an in-the-moment person, and sometimes it gets me in trouble. So, um, oh, hi. hi. <laughs> Who has uh, the microphone? Yeah, two small questions. One, what's it like to like talk about things that happened in the recent past as like the present? It seems kind of surreal, this whole... <laughs> You know, I, 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 yeah, it's like very, you know, strange, and you do such a good job at it. And I, and I guess the one other tiny thing is like, what is it like comparing your personal memories of how things happen to like how they appear in like condensed form? Yeah, yeah it's hard because I wish you guys could just like watch every single hour of every day of what's all happened because you'd understand a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but do, what the? Do you mean like? talking about it now like it's happening right now when really it's in the past yeah, yeah that's really weird yeah <laughs> I know I'm like yeah that was a while ago I'm over it <laughs> yeah I try, I try but hey remember I'm in the moment I'm in the moment right now we're good yeah <laughs> thank you um so I just have a question I it seems like on the show you know everything is funnier and everything is sadder and emotions are definitely heightened from like the real world so what is it after the show transitioning back into everyday life? Do you still cry more and laugh harder? Or? <laughs> uh, that, that's something that, it, that's how it's changed me as well, is those emotions are just also heightened. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's such a weird thing to transition from that world back into reality, and it happens so fast, because it's like how many weeks of just living in this world, and it's go, 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 and little sleep and so many emotions and so many relationships to just by yourself in your bed at home being like, what the hell just happened to me? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a difficult transition and definitely I'm like, I find myself crying over like peanut butter commercials. I'm like, Do you find yourself like explaining everything you're going through in the, like even w- with a friend and like saying it in complete like yeah. full sentences, everything's a sound bite type of thing? Yes. I like answer questions with another question. Yeah. Like it, I call people all the time to like talk about their feelings, and everyone's like, Caitlin, who are you? <laughs> it's weird. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name's Alana. Um, I just want to know is it hard for you to like have feelings for multiple people at the same time without feeling guilty? And also, how do you remember all the details about them? Or is that very hard? Do you have like a little That's a good pad? question. That's a good question. Uh, that's actually a really good question. Um, yes, it's difficult because I like to think I'm a loyal person. <laughs> so I do feel a lot of guilt. I think that's where a lot of emotions come from for me was trying to juggle all these different relationships and compartmentalize. Like, like I feel like really strong about this person. This one's moving a bit slower, but I'm moving really quickly with this person. So I feel guilty about this relationship. And it's, it's really difficult because um, you don't do that in your everyday life. And I thought it would be a glorious thing, but it is not. Um, and then, yes, I go home, actually, and I do. I had a notepad, and I would keep the details, and I, oh I really would. And I'd be like, okay, this guy's daughter's name is this. And the next time, I'd be like, how's your daughter, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, wow. And I'd be like, <laughs> checking my notes, make sure it's the right. Yeah. That, that's how you, you remember the other guy who liked music. You were like, I remember you like music. And he was like, we never He's had a conversation. He's like, how the hell? <laughs> Notepad. <laughs> Your secrets are coming out. I think that's important, though. I think, well, totally. And I think it's, I don't think that's a bad thing. It don't make me bad people. I was just yeah. really trying to, like, get to know these guys. Yeah. If you're so afraid of birds, why do you have a feather tattoo? <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's the flapping that really scares me. And I'll tell you where that comes from. My mom, um, my grandma had a bird when I was little, and my mom is 
terrified of birds, like deathly afraid of them. And so my uncle used to think it was this funny thing to let it out of the cage. And um, my mom would grab me and shake and like lock us in a bathroom and cry. Like, obviously, I'm going to be scared of birds. Um, But I got them tattooed on me. I like old school, like sailor tattoos. I know it's weird. Um, But... Um, this is the only bird that remembers how to fly home. And so I liked the meaning behind that, and I can't really see them, so it's all good. Hi. Hi. Does it make a difference that Chris Souls is now single? <laughs> what, like maybe I can get back in there? Uh, <laughs> um, no. Uh, no. <laughs> moving, you're like moving on. Uh, um, I'm so close with Whitney, too, so I'm like, that's still like, I don't know. As weird as it was that we already... We're like dating the same guy at the same time. I'm not, no, not going there. I have a question. Oh, hi. Okay, so after like the whole season and some of like the negativity that people have said, would you do it over again? Like, would you say yes to being the Bachelorette again? No. D- don't take that the wrong way. Just because I'm really happy right now, and I wouldn't put myself through that again because I'm already happy with where I'm at. Not as a negative thing against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so before we close, uh, we're about halfway through the season. Give us one last little preview. Um, what's next? Are we? Can we expect a lot of like over the balcony tears, like back in Jason Mesnick's time when he was, or is it more drama? All of that. I'm, yeah. There's going to be tears. There's going to be more drama. There's going to be a lot of happiness too. It's going to be everything. Okay. Yeah. Great. You will not be bored. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for being here and for having um, answering me. everyone's questions. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our patented Feminism Fail Scale. One, choose your choice. Two, meh, you get a pass. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are definitely back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. So this was a really tough week to watch, but not necessarily because of the aggressive misogyny. It was a pretty tame week, but we did have a few moments where we just cringed. So first of all, at the rose ceremony, Ben H. gives Caitlin a bit of a lecture and tells her he needs an apology. Which, we're giving a three because it came from insecurity, but once she apologized, she didn't need to keep guilting her about it. Sean tries to make Caitlin say that she loves him, like, ask her straight out. We're giving that a two because, like, again, we get where it comes from, but, like, dude, have you watched this show? Yeah, he has no idea what he's doing. No need to guilt the woman. And then Chris Harrison very solemnly tells Caitlin that she doesn't have, like, what it takes to meet these guys' families because of the sex that she's been having, I assume. I'm I'm giving that a three just because it was pretty paternalistic and weird feeling. Poor Cupcake tells himself to get it together after breaking down. Like, he's clearly very ashamed of crying. And that's not really a fail, more just like sad commentary on masculinity that he felt he had to be more stoic. So we're giving that a two because like feminism is good for men also. So then Caitlin just spends the whole episode crying and feeling guilty about sleeping with the guy she's dating. That was just like an episode long three. It was just like sad to see that she needed to feel so much like shame over that. 
And now it's time for the tweet of the week. And we love live tweeting The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. That's at Emma Lady Rose and at Claire E. Fallon. And we'll be highlighting our favorite tweets from Bachelor Nation every episode. And this week, it is from at Jenny Ann Teets. I cheated on my wife and ruined my family. Now I'm competing for love on a game show because I want to make better life choices. Yeah, that's uh, Jenny Mullen at Jenny Ann Teets. And a reference to JJ, of course. Of course. And we'll just leave you with the one lighthearted quote that we wrote down last night. He's such a handsome devil, Caitlin describing Ben H. And we'd have to agree. He's pretty cute. Yeah, although I'm not really sure he's a devil. He's actually like the most boring person I've ever seen. <laughs> That's it for Here to Make Friends. Our producer is Caitlin Boguki and our editor is Jorge Corona. Thanks to our guest, Kate Dries, and to Caitlin for answering our question. So please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Emma Lady Rose and at Claire E. Fallon and on email at here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe. It helps other people discover our show. This is Emma Gray and Claire Fallon. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.